एवरीवन वेलकम टू एपिसोड नंबर 16 ऑफ द एलिवेटर चैट सीरीज ऑन आर कैनेडियन जर्नी आई एम दर्शन महाराजा एज यू नो रिसेंटली इट वाज मेड मैंडेटरी फॉर सिगरेट मैन्युफैक्चरर्स टू पुट अ हेल्थ वार्निंग ऑन ईच इंडिविजुअल सिगरेट एंड दैट गॉट मी थिंकिंग एज मैनी पीपल हैव पॉइंटेड आउट द अप्रोच ऑफ ऑफिशियल कैनेडा इन द मैटर ऑफ एडिक्टिव सब्सटेंसेस is characterized by inconsistency so whatever i say here is not going to come as news to any of you but as a first generation immigrant to canada my personal observations may be of some interest so i thought i'll put them out for you to uh, opine on basically one of my first memories in canada relates to the push against second hand smoke this was easy enough to understand anyone smoking indoors is forcing others in the vicinity to inhale some of that smoke however at the same time there was also a push to legalize marijuana i found this to be contradictory or at least confusing was the overall objective to protect people from the addiction of others or was it to reduce the incidence of addiction from a distance that is before coming to canada i had been aware of the anti smoking drive in the us dating back to the tenure of president clinton if memory serves uh, there had been a massive financial settlement with the tobacco companies worth some 135 billion dollars or thereabouts but i'm not sure of the exact amount regardless the figure was considered unimaginably high at the time i had assumed that a similar push against tobacco addiction had also happened in canada therefore discouraging tobacco use while seeking to make marijuana use more acceptable and accessible seemed odd to be clear with my cultural background marijuana is kind of meh issue for me the stuff grows wild in india and there is a specific festival in fact holi that is h o l i around the start of the spring season when uh, a particular cannabis product is freely used as a non imbiber all i know is that it came in the form of a kind of pellet called bhang which uh, has to be dissolved in sweetened milk the milk now becomes an intoxicating drink also called bhang my first memory of seeing someone who had drunk bhang is uh, vivid the guy was walking but thought that he was climbing stairs it was funny but off putting so i have never touched the stuff coming back to the point the aggressive approach against tobacco continues but now we have gone way beyond advocating for the relatively less harmful marijuana we are now keen on making even harder stuff freely available here i use the term freely to also mean that the consumer is not required to pay money for it of course they pay for it in other ways including their health and basically their lives this policy euphemistically called safe supply may work but only if we get the addicted people to undergo rehabilitation which we don't it is popular among the advocates of safer supply 
to talk about the experience in Portugal, but they talk only about one half of that approach, namely decriminalization of hard drugs. The other half is rehabilitation, which is supposed to be off limits for debate in Canada. I think the uh, charter rights get in the way of uh, making sure that everybody does get uh, rehabilitation. I think it is uh, pertinent here to recall the definition of the word rehabilitation. It means the actions of restoring someone to health or normal life. Therefore, the only conclusion that I can draw from the fact that rehabilitation of addicted people is not even on the radar in Canada, or at least official Canada, and the activist world therein, is that they aren't interested in seeing to it that the addicted people become healthy and normal. In fact, the very use of the word normal in this context is likely to invite the wrath of social justice warriors because it can be interpreted to mean that the speaker is calling some people abnormal. The way I see it, uh, the real outcome of the safer supply policy is to preserve and prolong the addiction. It would be speculation to say that this is the actual objective, but the result would be no different if it were so. However, this Preservation and prolongation of the addiction eventually causes the death of the individual. And let me clarify that the physical death comes much after the point in time where the individual has been destroyed. Over on Twitter, I still haven't got around to referring to that platform by its new name X. Over there, uh, someone said that... Uh, Safer supply is just another slower version of medical assistance in dying. And I think there is a grain of truth to that. Trying to save people from harm to their health by putting a health warning on each individual cigarette while at the same time putting in place a system where other people are supported in a habit that makes them unproductive, perennially dependent on others and ultimately dead Sounds like a messed up sense of priorities, or maybe messed up definitions. My point here is not about the warning on the cigarettes, but rather about the quote-unquote free drugs. This half-baked but somehow unchallengeable policy is causing tons of harm. Opposition leader Pierre Polyev is promising to change it if he becomes the Prime Minister, but I think he will face considerable headwinds on this. So it remains to be seen if we will manage to get off this disastrous roller coaster. That's it for today. Please let me know your views in the comments. I'll see you in the next episode. Until then, goodbye and be well.